Hello, this is episode 217 and it's the last of four episodes where I've been discussing in more detail the four phases of building or renovating your family home. Now in this episode, I'm talking about the build phase. If you haven't listened to the previous three episodes, I'd really encourage you to do so because in them you'll learn about the other three phases of any project and those are number one, pre-design, number two, design and number three, pre-build. And through those episodes, you'll learn the most commonly made mistakes in each of those phases. Now, effort and time that is spent in those three phases will actually enable you to have a far smoother build phase overall. So even if you're only listening to this because you're about to start your build phase or you're about to start construction, it is worthwhile going through those previous three episodes to ensure that you've covered all of your bases before diving into construction. And I'll have the links for those in the resources. There's also downloadable transcripts for those episodes. Now, when you're planning on renovating or building your future home, it is natural to be really heavily focused on the build phase because it can feel like that's where all the action is and many feel that that's where they're going to need the most help. And yet many approach the build phase of their project without a true understanding of what it should be like, how they can improve their experience and the steps to take in order to avoid issues and drama. They're in a hurry to get there and they don't do what's required to get themselves suitably prepared. So I'm going to be sharing more about that and the common mistakes to avoid. You'll also hear from a Home Method member about their project experience as well and how they found it to work with me during their renovation. And I'm going to remind you about what is currently going on with Home Method if it's been on your radar to jump into for your project. Remember too, you can grab a full transcript of this episode plus other info and helpful links and resources related to this topic. I've got it available as a free PDF download and you can grab it by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 217. That's the numbers 217. So be sure to do that. You can then file it away and you can review this episode as needed. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Get It Right podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. With over 25 years industry experience, I've worked with loads of homeowners like you to create family homes that work, feel great and that you feel great in. I'm a wife and a mum to three kids who, thanks to our own renovations, they all learned to climb ladders before they walked. And I'm a registered architect who is passionate about you feeling informed, educated and empowered as you design, build or renovate your home. Now, if you're up for some frank and open conversation about the true nitty gritty of designing, building and renovating based on professional and personal experience across hundreds and hundreds of homes, well, you're in the right place. Undercover Architect is an award-winning online business and resource that began in mid-2014, and it's all about teaching you how to create a fantastic, feel-good family home, one that works for you now and into the future, one that is sustainable and affordable, and that helps you live a great lifestyle, both in and beyond your home. So whether you're renovating or building, whoever you're working with, and whatever your dreams, your location, or your budget, consider Undercover Architect your secret ally in helping and teaching you how to get it right. Now, before we jump into this podcast episode, a quick shout out to my sponsors. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by me and my free online workshop, Your Project Plan. I actually created this online workshop because I so regularly see a lot of time and money get wasted in renovation and building projects. And this happens largely because homeowners just don't know what they're supposed to be doing next. 
So that makes it really easy to make missteps, to take the wrong advice, or to actually skip important parts of your project that will catch you out down the track. Or worse, mean that you miss out on things that you really wanted in your home. Learn how to avoid serious and expensive mistakes, what to do next, whatever stage you're at in your project, and also access some great bonuses too by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. And that's project plan spelled P-R-O-J-E-C-T P-L-A-N. That's undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. Take the guesswork out of the next steps you need to take in your project journey and sign up today for free for this great online workshop. And now let's get on with the episode. Here we go. So let's dive into the fourth and last phase of any building or renovation project, the build phase. This is a really exciting phase of your project journey because this is where you get to see all the dreaming, the planning and the preparing come to fruition on site as you watch the construction of your future home happen before your very eyes. And it's where you get to see physical progress for all the efforts that you've been making and it appears in the floors, the walls and the roof of your future home as they become a reality. Now, the build phase is also where you start to enter or finalise legal agreements with your construction builder or team. And this, unfortunately, can be the point at which things can come really unstuck for homeowners because they're stepping into a legal agreement that can be difficult to exit from once they commit and it can involve significant cash plus processes and terminology that you may not feel familiar with or understand. Many tell me that they actually naively signed their contract, not really understanding what they were committing to and simply trusting that the builder, who was supposed to be the expert in all of this, that they just had it all in hand. They weren't aware of what the contract clauses meant or what the contract was covering or obligating them to and what it would actually mean for their project experience and their budget and their finished home. And I unfortunately receive lots of emails, far too many emails from homeowners who tell me that they've discovered Undercover Architect too late. It is very hard for me to help you avoid dramas when you're already bound into a legal agreement via a building contract. And so I am keeping my fingers crossed that it's not too late for you, my dear listener, and that right now you're listening to this podcast to get prepared before you sign a building contract. But if you have already signed a building contract, I still think there's going to be useful information in here for you. So please stay tuned. Now, let's look at the mistakes that many make in their build phase. Inside the home method, I've actually got eight steps in the build phase and I share the various mistakes for each of those steps and tips on how to get it right as well. So I'm just going to cherry pick three mistakes here to help you in this episode. Now, the build phase of home method also includes my online program, Manage Your Build, and that covers the stages of home construction from the point of signing a contract with your builder through all of the stages to completion and defects. And I created that online program with builder Dwayne Pierce. Now, the build phase module itself, it's a really comprehensive part of the home method to really support you in all things related to the construction of your new home or renovation so that ultimately you can learn what you need to know in order to manage yourself and your team during construction and also what you need to know about the construction process itself. So if you'd like to learn more about the build phase and the steps involved, then make sure that you stay tuned to the end of this episode. I've got some exciting news about my flagship program, The Home Method. But first, let's dive into the mistakes. Now, the first mistake that I see homeowners make is not understanding their building contract. And to be frank with you, their builders can make this mistake as well. There are a few different kinds of building contracts that are regularly used when building or renovating, and they're often created by major industry bodies. Now, in Australia, these contracts can include the Master Builders Association or the MBA contracts, 
There's also the Housing Industry Association or the HIA contracts. And then there's the ABIC contracts or the Australian Building Industry contracts. And they were created through a collaboration between the Australian Institute of Architects and the Master Builders Association. Now, which one of these you're going to use, which organisations, which contract, it's it's going to be dependent on a few things. And namely, it's going to be dependent on the team that you're working with or more specifically the builder that you might be choosing because most builders prefer to use an HIA or an MBA contract. However, if you're actually working with an architect and they're going to be involved in the build phase in providing contract administration services, then the ABIC contracts are generally preferred because of the contractual role that they give an architect and how that can be embedded in the contract. Now, each of these industry versions of contracts, there can also be different types available, which are largely based on the size of the project or the scope of work that you're doing. Um, There'll be small projects, those kinds of things. So, it's worth understanding that you're using the relevant contract for your project and that uh, it's, you know, it's going to cover you for what you need. Now, the thing is that most homeowners actually assume that these contracts are all standard and that they, and so then they don't review them or understand them intimately when they sign them. And in the work that I do with builders, I've also discovered that many builders don't understand them either. And many builders even don't even spend time reading them or getting to know them intimately. But this is the thing. These contracts, they're not always standard. There can be special conditions in them. There can be adjusted clauses in them. There are a raft of definitions that you need to be aware of. And it's also worth remembering that these are legally binding documents that actually obligate you as the homeowner and a party to the contract just as much as they obligate the builder. I think the homeowners sometimes assume that the contract is all about the promise that the builder is having to make and it's all about them delivering on that promise. And that's not really the case at all. You know, if you read through the contract in detail, you'll see just how much it obligates you during your project as the homeowner and how much it also describes the way that the project should go. Now, inside the home method, we dive into building contracts in more detail and there's insights from both a builder and a lawyer to help you understand more about what to be aware of when signing a contract. And whilst it can be full of industry and legal jargon, the thing about these contracts is that you can actually read through them and see what various things mean. The definitions that accompany the contracts are actually really useful to read through and review so that you can understand the contract in more detail. Now, the contract is not only a legally binding document, this is something that we tell our builder members all the time, the contract is actually a tool of execution for your project. Everything that happens during construction, it's actually laid out in the contract with a process to be followed. So variations, time extensions, progress claims, invoicing, requests for information, inspections, changes in price, changes of mind, penalties, defects, liquidated damages, all of these things have specific definitions and specific processes attached to them that are based on the contract that you're using and they are explained in the contract that you're using. So if you can understand what those processes are and what your responsibilities are in those processes, then you can act accordingly and make sure that you're following the contract as it needs to be. Now, where things can go wrong is when due process isn't followed and when things are handled casually and then molehills, they become mountains. I see builders particularly struggle with this because they'll have handled the first few issues informally at the beginning of a project and not necessarily followed the contract. 
And then the homeowner comes to expect that things will be handled that way and they're surprised when the builder, who realises that they've let things get away from them and they should have been handling things more formally, then they start bringing in those contract processes further into the project and it's a bit of a shock to the homeowner. Now, you definitely want to know what you're signing up for when you're signing a building contract and this isn't something to race into or to rush through in a short meeting with your builder. It's also always worthwhile getting legal advice when you're signing a contract. These contracts are are often worth quite big money. So it's important that you ensure that you understand what's actually involved. It's worthwhile asking for a copy of the builder's contract ahead of time so that you can flesh out any questions that you might have and not hold up your own process. And then once you're inside your project, you want to make sure you have that contract close by so that you've always got it to refer back to and to ensure that things are following the correct procedures. The number of times I see people asking questions inside Facebook groups of, you know, what can I do here? And the answer is very simply simply sitting inside their contract. So that contract becomes an amazingly powerful tool of execution for your project. Now, the second mistake that I see homeowners make is not getting a schedule or a program of works from their builder for their project. So a schedule or a program, it's a Gantt chart or something similar that identifies the timeline, the people and the processes involved in the construction of your new build or renovation. This is something that not all builders provide, but my general recommendation, and especially to my members of the Home Method, is to only work with builders that do provide them. Now, something that we're regularly teaching builders inside my other business, Live Life Build, is to schedule their projects. And there's a few reasons why this is essential. And one of the main reasons is that it actually just enables better communication between the builder and you, the client, during the build phase. However, what we find is that the not so great builders in the industry, they really do resist doing schedules because they feel that they're a waste of time. They feel that they're difficult to keep up to date and they don't want to feel like they're being held accountable to timelines that a client then has a visibility over. They also feel that there are a lot of work to create. And to be frank with you, they are. But this is the thing, you know, and this is a big but, schedules aren't about you as the client having a tool that you can then hammer the build up with when you're when they're not meeting your milestones or they're, they're not meeting the deadlines that are shown on that schedule. And they're definitely not about you playing builder's boss and getting cross with them every time something in the schedule slips. You know, any builder who thinks that they're too much work to create, I'm actually curious how they're methodically planning their project without one. And if they're worried about being held accountable to you just because you're going to have one that you get to see, then that's a really good red flag as to whether they're the right builder to start with. Because by virtue of being your builder, they're accountable to you anyway. Now, schedules show that a builder is able to plan your project proactively and visually, you know, it's inside a document. And the program they can, it shows that they can also program out the timeline and the people involved. Schedules really help them demonstrate to you exactly what's involved in making the build of your project happen. And this means that they can then communicate with you. They can also manage your expectations around why things take the time that they do, why they might need specific decisions made from you within timeframes that they're indicating and how various trades and products are being delayed will also show up in how they're going to impact the overall progress of your job. You know, you can see it all on paper when you have a schedule and you have a much more realistic overview of your project. It means that you're not in the dark about when and why things are happening during the build phase. 
This is particularly relevant when in times where we're experiencing big delays and things are feeling a bit unpredictable. You know, a schedule can be super helpful in then seeing the on-flow impact that it's going to have on your project and also on your life. You know, if you're renting somewhere else or you have other things to consider, you want to go on away on a holiday, um, you know, strangely, <laughs> you're able to do that <laughs> with current scenarios, then, uh, then, you know, you can actually see how that's going to factor into the project schedule overall. You're going to have a visible reference point to review rather than just relying on what's inside the builder's head. And I've seen far too many projects go pear-shaped because the homeowner didn't have any means to understand what was and should be happening on site. And they just kept getting sent progress claims to pay and almost wandered blindfolded through their project journey, simply trusting that the builder is just doing what they say that they will do. You don't have to be in the dark about what the builder is doing and when. You can have a greater understanding of the overall project progress and you can feel far more involved and across the whole experience of seeing your new home or renovation get built. A schedule is definitely one key to this, as well as understanding more generally about the stages of construction in your project, which of course I teach inside the home method because I know how critical it is. There are a bunch of other reasons why a schedule is so essential. I'm not going to go into them here, but needless to say, please don't start your build phase with your builder without one. Most builders will create one for your project after you've paid your deposit, but you'll get to see a templated one prior to that in order to actually know that this is what the builder is going to do for you. The third mistake that I see homeowners make is not organising a regular site meeting where they can visit the site, meet with the builder and have the regular opportunity to communicate with them during their build. Instead, they will wait until the builder and the team have finished for the day and then they'll visit site and they'll wander around at that point. Uh, or they'll head over on the weekend after hours and then they'll handle any issues that they've got over email or on the phone of an evening. Once the builder takes possession of your site, it is their responsibility. It's no longer your home, even if you're living there. Now, your site is considered a workplace and workplace health and safety rules apply. And that means that the builder gets to decide on who can access the site and when they can access it. Now, most builders I see, they don't observe this strictly, and that can end up creating huge risks and issues for both them and you. I see homeowners taking families, even their small kids, to wander across site of a weekend wearing open-toed shoes, you know, or they're being given a key to the site um, to be able to just let them through this, themselves through the fencing uh, and, you know, come in whenever they wish. Now, if you have an accident, it's on the builder. If something gets stolen or damaged, it's on the builder. The builder is well within their rights to insist that site access only happens at certain times with certain people and in certain ways. And they can lock you out if they wish to as well, and they can prevent your access altogether. Part of running a project efficiently and well involves you being able to visit site on a regular basis, say once a week or once a fortnight. And that site meeting is your chance to meet with your builder at those times to talk about progress on your project, any outstanding issues and any action that needs to be taken. Your site meetings can then be a hotspot of regular communication with your builder or your supervisor. And you can review progress and you can check it against your drawings to ensure that it's all going well. You can be informed and you can feel more confident about your build progress overall as a result. And this means that communication with your builder is actually happening in a controlled and managed way. 
Now, if you're visiting site on your own and you're emailing your queries to the builder after hours or worse, you're conversing over text messages or over WhatsApp, you're actually opening yourself up to hugely, you know, big potential issues and risk should things go pear-shaped in the future. Don't ever sign up to a build phase that doesn't include regular site meetings and site visits where you can discuss your build with your builder on site. All right, now let's have a look at those three commonly made mistakes in the build phase again. The first one was when homeowners don't understand their building contract or don't review it in detail. The second is not getting a schedule or a program of works for the builder before they start construction. And the third is not organizing a regular site meeting and site visit uh, opportunities during your build. Now, as a reminder, you can grab a full transcript of this episode, including the resources that uh, uh, will be helpful for you and that I've mentioned by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 217. That's the numbers 217. So be sure to do that. You can grab that transcript and you can have it later to review and refer back to. I, to be frank with you, I found it really hard to limit this episode just to three mistakes because there are so many mistakes that homeowners make during the build phase. However, these three, they're really, uh, they're most significant early in your build phase. You know, if you start your project without understanding your contract, if you start it without a schedule and you start it without organizing regular site meetings, you'll find that things can very quickly go pear-shaped without you being, having sort of a handle on them at all. So if you can make better choices with these three mistakes in mind, it's actually going to help you improve your build phase significantly. I think it'll change the kinds of builders that you bring on board, the conversations that you have with them, you know, pre-contract, it'll be um, a really different experience for you. Now, I also want to remind you that right now at the time of recording this episode, which is late September 2021, I am in the process of rebuilding Home Method, which is my flagship program. Now, one of the questions that I do receive about home method is whether it's applicable if you're not going to use an architect. Uh, you know, some assume that because I'm an architect that the home method is really only for homeowners who are working with an architect to do a custom new build or renovation in a more traditional process than um, and hiring a builder to then do that project. However, this is not the case at all. We actually have such a wide range of members doing the home method that are delivering their projects in all sorts of different ways. We've got those that are those that are working with an architect in a more traditional model. There's, we've definitely got homeowners that are um, doing that. We've also got members that are working with building designers. Uh, some are working directly with custom building companies, uh, doing more of a design construct process. Others have chosen a design off the plan with a specific company and then they're customising that home for their site, um, but they're using more of that volume builder approach to be able to stretch their budget. And we've got a fair few that are using the pack process with their team and then some are even own a building. So it's all different kinds of, of processes and it's really exciting. You know, it's really fantastic to see. Uh, and we've got homeowners who are still figuring out what's going to be the best approach for them to take. And they're using this time in the home method, seeing other people's experience to really suss that out because, of course, you get life membership when you join the home method. So um, joining it when you're still getting ready and still figuring all of these things out can be really helpful to make the best decisions the first time and be able to do that in a really informed way. Now, this is the thing early in the program, early inside home method, I actually teach my, I've got specific budget saving strategies for how to best approach your new build or renovation project before you begin designing it. 
And this is because I do find that there's several ways to achieve a great outcome and a fantastic home. But what you choose is going to be about what suits you, about your needs, about your site, your budget and your future home and the dreams that you have for it. And I would much prefer to help you work out what all those things are, you know, what's really going to suit you and then ensure that you're asking the right questions and you're managing your risk so that you can ultimately get the best outcome from your future home and have the best experience as well, whichever pathway you choose to take. Now, this is always everything inside the home method, everything, everything inside Undercover Architect, it's always about empowering you to make your own choices the best way possible with your eyes wide open to what's to what's actually possible and available to you. Because that way you don't have to assume that there's just one pathway towards your future home. You've actually got a system inside the home method that streamlines your choices and helps support you along your own journey. So remember, if you are listening to this episode at or near the time of release, you can join Home Method now and you're going to get access to the rebuilt version when it's published, which is going to be very, very soon. I'm super excited. I just really can't wait to to bring it into the world. And uh, once Home Method is rebuilt, the price is going to be going up. So if you've been sitting on the fence, I thought that I'd share that with you just in case you want to jump in uh, before the price increase. Now, the second bit of news is that to celebrate the improved version of Home Method, I'm actually running a free and live online workshop and they're happening on the 13th and the 14th of October, 2021. So same workshop, two times to choose from. And so if you're listening to this episode uh, at the time of release or really near to it, then, you know, hurry up (laughs) and register for the workshop. It's called the four universal factors that will make or break your project. Now, whether you're renovating or building new and whoever you're working with and wherever you're located, this online workshop is going to highlight the four areas that you need to know about for your whole project journey and be able to keep front of mind as you take each step. And because, you know, what I find is that when you are across these, you can actually really improve your experience and create a fantastic home in the process. Now, you can get your uh, name down for these uh, free workshops by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash four. That's F-O-U-R. So be sure to do that pronto. Okay, if you listen to this podcast um, and you can check out those workshops, you can choose the time that's relevant for you. And yes, we will be sending out a recording afterwards as well. Uh, So the website address for that is undercoverarchitect.com forward slash four, F-O-U-R. Now, before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a little bit of time to share another member story with you. I hope you've been enjoying these. This time we're going to hear from a homeowner who navigated their project uh, they did a renovation and they they were still under construction when we had COVID happen for the first time in 2020. So this member's name is Jacoba and she goes by the nickname Kobe um, and you'll hear her share how the timing of this impacted her project journey and the specific ways that she felt she had to prepare to do her project more confidently. Now, you're going to potentially hear her uh, talk about, I'm pretty sure she mentions that she calls the program Your Reno Roadmap. And so that was actually the name of uh, the program when I first started uh, creating it back at the end of 2014, I believe it was. And that's the program that's grown and developed into the home method that we offer today. So she had the same experience inside Your Reno Roadmap that members have inside the home method. So let's meet Kobe. My name's Kobe. Um, My husband and I bought our house 
uh, a Queenslander um, many years ago now, but we always had plans to renovate it, um, but we didn't know what that looked like. Um, we discovered Amelia's podcast in May 2017, uh, and we were part of her Renault Roadmap program by that August. Um, and Amelia gave us the confidence to um, speak to builders really early on. And um, we, we got a lot of great ideas. A year later, June 2018, we engaged an architect um, and we took our time. We did lots of iterations in the design. And in October 2019, we started building. So we renovated our Queenslander and just in the middle of COVID, um, the project finished and we got to move back in. So we've been back here in the house for over six months now and we're loving the changes that we made. So what were Kobe and her husband mainly concerned about before starting their project? And what did they see that their biggest struggle or challenge was going to be? Neither my husband nor I um, had done any construction before. That's not where the industry we work in. But we both wanted to be involved in the process. Um, so we really enjoyed how Amelia enabled us to confidently um, talk to the different trades we had involved um, and get the people on board our team that not only matched our design vision but also our communication style. I think our biggest struggle was decision making um, and how much we needed to do and um, Amelia's tools really helped with us being able to front-end load some of our decision-making so that we weren't doing it while the project was happening and we wouldn't have to have those time pressures. So we were able to have much of our decision-making prepared beforehand and present that to the builder even during the quoting process, which made the whole process a lot easier for us. There were still lots of decisions, but most of them we'd already been able to make ahead of time. I often talk to Home Method members about how important it is to bring the right team on board. And it's really interesting because I watch them learn how to ask the right questions and to do their research and also to notice the red flags. And that can mean that sometimes they do have to kiss a few frogs before uh, finding the right person to work with and the right team to work with. But it's always brilliant to see how well things can go then for them. And it was interesting hearing Kobe talk about this because she sees herself as lucky in the choice that she sees she and her husband made in their builder. But I know how much research she did uh, in the way that she selected the builder. It wasn't accidental that they ended up with a great builder at all because that's what happens when you know what to ask and you know the research to do. So here's Kobe talking about that. I think we were very lucky with our builder that um, due to the way we selected the builder, we had this great communication style. So I think that a lot of our future possible problems were alleviated because we chose the right builder. But we did that because we knew what questions we needed to ask from the onset. So I think um, getting the right people into the team was really, really important. Um, and Amelia stressed that a lot. And I'm grateful she did. <laughs> now, as Kobe said, she was a podcast listener right from the early days. So why did she then decide to join the paid online program? I, I didn't want, I did the paid course because I didn't um, want to get led by the builder I also wanted to have some independence and be able to um, make suggestions to change how we were doing things if that was necessary. Um, 
I also was attracted to um, Amelia's course because of the structure. Um, it was very systematic in how it was laid out um, and the topics that she covered. Um, there were a lot of parallels to the podcast, but that extra bit of information um, I found really valuable. Um, and it saved me time that I didn't have to go trawling through the internet and find things, whether they were relevant or not to, to my job, to my, my build. So what was Kobe's favourite part of working with me in this way? Let's hear what she enjoyed the most. I think the, the part of the course that added the most value to me would have been the Facebook group um, and it being a small group where you actually got to know the other people that are doing the course quite well um, and you post your progress and ask open queries to the group as well of how did you overcome this or did you know you had to do this this far ahead um, and it was just this added wealth of information that um, yeah I think from like-minded people going through it as you're going through it um, so that was that was something I don't think money could buy that everybody was speaking the same language pointing to the similar sections in the in the course material um, and saying how did how did you do this how did you do this? Um, and it was it was really good. And did Kobe and her husband do anything differently in their project because of what they learned and how we worked together on their renovation? Yeah, definitely. Um, there, there were a couple of design changes we did make, specifically um, some skylights we put into our kitchen and they puzzled us on um, how to align them and how to get them, them working the best as we could in that situation. And... Um, yeah, I posted the, the post into the Facebook group and, yeah, Amelia took the time to respond. And in our kitchen now we have Amelia's design for our skylights, which is kind of special. Having an architect, yeah, on hand to, to answer some of those specific design questions when, yeah, our design had been finalised by our architects so we were no longer yeah, in, in communication with them per se, or it was going to cost us extra to go back to them and just asking for a different opinion, which was, yeah, which was great. And let me tell you, those skylights in their lower floor, they do look amazing. I love that I was able to help them get that right at that time. Uh, I remember being able to help out on that. It was just, it's just fantastic to be able to help homeowners in that way. Now, some of my members, they never tell their team that they're working with me inside the home method and they keep me under wraps as their secret ally. However, others do openly tell their team. And in fact, I've actually had builders and designers and architects get in touch with me to thank me for how much better a client they were to deal with because they were a member. And those professionals are now referring their other clients to the home method uh, and undercover architect generally as well. So Kobe and her husband actually decided to let their builder know and they also found that the Manage Your Build program which sits inside the home method was super helpful in them being able to work better with their builder. Manage Your Build actually takes you through the stages of construction so you can always understand what's happening on site and that can enable you to have far better conversations with your builder as a result. Yeah, I think um, we were very open with our builder saying that we wanted to be um, abreast of everything that was happening on site, that we didn't have the technical skills, that we were using Amelia, in fact, as um, a medium to kind of translate and overcome some of that barrier. Um, and they were really receptive of that as well. We also did Amelia's um, Manage Your Build course, and that even stepped through some of those details a little bit more. 
Um, so we got to the framing stage and we, okay, we need to keep an eye out for this and this, and this is coming up ahead. So we knew or what we could anticipate what our builder was about to ask us next. Um, so having that, that insider knowledge was really helpful. And given that Kobe and her husband were actually under construction the first time that COVID turned up in March 2020 and threw us all for a six, how did they find their project experience was actually impacted by it? And what was the best thing about them having the support that they needed and learning from Undercover Architects program? I think the best thing is that we got through the project. <laughs> we're at the other end. We've was living in our beautiful house now and we didn't have any major drama. Um, and I think that was that was the best outcome. Um, being able to be prepared and and having a plan. So I think all the preparation that we went, that we did, thanks to Amelia, really helped us know where we were headed. Um, so we had all the answers for the builder ahead. He could pre-order everything as COVID was coming through, so we didn't have any supply issues. So I, I yeah, I think the the success is that we had a, a really great project. Um, we were able to track through our our budget and um, yeah, come in on time and yeah be living here now. Now Kobe and her husband have been living in their finished home with their children for some time now and I love seeing the little things that they're adding the soft furnishings you know the wall hangings the gardening that they're doing the play structures going into the backyard for the kids it's this gorgeous tailoring of their home's personality and feel that is all underpinned by a brilliant foundation as a beautiful and functional home because of the work that they did to get it right. So lastly, what would Kobe actually say to others who are thinking of joining? The renovation project is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And that all the interior design options can come after you've got the bones set and investing into how you build your house and create those foundations is really important and Amelia can really help with that. This is the thing, your new build or renovation project, it's definitely a marathon and not a sprint. And so it's great to see homeowners like Kobe getting the support and the guidance that they need to sustain themselves well through that experience and learning what they need to know to get it right. I want to say a huge, huge thank you to Kobe for sharing her insights and for her member story and for letting me be part of the journey of her renovating her family home. It was just gorgeous to be part of that. Now, as I mentioned in a, in an earlier episode, I you know I didn't I personally didn't do these member interviews that we've been collecting. We actually hired an external company to do them because I really wanted to get impartial and important feedback from members. And so I'm really grateful to the members that took the time out of their full schedules to jump on a call with us with a stranger and share their insights into what it was like to work with me inside this program. And so it's been really great to review them, and I've really learned a lot more about the how the home method helps. And that feedback is also shaping the rebuild that I'm doing right now so that I can make Home Method the go-to program when designing, building or renovating your family home. We are slowly getting these member stories up on Undercover Architects YouTube and website. So make sure you stay tuned there. You'll be able to see more member stories coming through. I do hope that these member stories help you see how the home method might help you and whether it's going to be a good fit for your project planning and your journey. Now, if you ever have any questions at all about the home method, 
please feel free. You can just DM me on Instagram or you can shoot me an email at hello at undercoverarchitect.com. I'm quite happy to be really frank with you, let you know whether it's a good fit or not. I don't want you joining it if it's not a good fit for you. Um, So, you know, if you are confused or not sure at all, just make sure that you reach out to me. Now, that's it for episode 217, which is all about the build phase and the mistakes to avoid. Be sure that you tune into the next episode. I've got some more helpful stuff coming your way uh, that's really going to be able to help you navigate your project more confidently. And all the links for this episode plus a full downloadable PDF transcript can be found at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 217. That's 217. So if you'd like to grab that, make sure you do. You can print out that transcript file it away in your records and you'll always have it to be able to look back on. And remember to run, run like the wind (laughs) to register for my free online workshop, the four universal factors that will make or break your project. We're going to be kicking that off 13th and 14th of October. That's this week if you're listening to this live. So, or live, you know, near the time of release. So you can head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash four F-O-U-R for more information on those free workshops. Please share this podcast episode with family, friends, colleagues, even strangers, basically anyone that you know it may help so that we can get this information and knowledge into the ears and hands of as many homeowners as possible and improve their experience of designing, building and renovating their family homes. I love hearing the stories of those who found this podcast thanks to the generosity of another listener. It is just awesome. Now, if you haven't left a review on the Undercover Architect podcast, especially if you listen on iTunes, I would be so grateful if you please could. It really makes a difference in enabling this podcast to reach others that it can help. And it also ensures that I can continue to grow the podcast and get amazing guests and information on here as well. Be sure to tune in for our next episode, which lands each Tuesday morning to access helpful information and education in your project journey so that you can get it right as you design, build or renovate your family home. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.